Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome in, BMAS and Beamer here on WBEM. Brian Masrowski here with you for the next hour or so to take you through everything that's going on. Expected to hear from the governor in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, a lot of masks, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. And I, I want you to get ready to give me a call, 803-0930, with your, uh, your parenting horror stories. I got one of my own from yesterday. A horror story is a uh, it, it's over-exaggerating it a little bit because it was actually also a little hilarious. But, you know... I'll uh, I'll fill you in later on and uh, get get ready. I want I want to hear those stories. How you dealt with it? Situation. Uh, Eight oh three oh nine thirty in just a little bit. I was at the dentist. I left here. Went to the dentist, so I'm feeling extra clean in my mouth while I'm speaking to you. I feel those little gaps in your teeth and everything. It's all cleared out. Was uh, I'm always a little high stressed, high strung. Going to the dentist, though, I don't like that it turns you into a person you don't like to be. I like to think I'm an honest person. Generally speaking, the dentist will always make a liar out of you. They ask you all these questions. Hey, do you, you know, you brush your teeth every day? Oh, yeah. You floss? Yeah, totally. Meanwhile, like 30 minutes before... I'm looking for the floss that they gave me six months ago just so I can use it real quick to make it look like I floss. Do I trick them? Popping an Altoid in the car on the way there just to make sure I don't make anyone faint. It makes a liar out of you. You know, now you had the COVID questions on top of it. Oh, have you, uh, you know, been in contact with anyone? Oh, no. I don't, you know, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> They're still asking the questions. Um, no, yeah, the floss. Yeah, totally, I floss. And they know. They just play along with it. They're nice to you. They know everyone in that chair is lying. I just don't like doing it. Maybe next time in six months from now I'll say, no, have not floss. My last floss is when you did it for me. Since then, can't say we've, uh, we've been uh, taking out the floss too much. I brush my teeth every day. I try. Definitely some nights I just, you know, bypass the bathroom. Not going to lie to you anymore. That'll be my uh, thing for 
for next time. Uh, but no, we're all uh, getting ready to hear from the governor on masking today. The consensus seems to be that Governor Kathy Hochul is going to drop the statewide mask mandate. The New York Times reporting late last night, Hochul will drop the statewide mask mandate. But it's unclear on whether she will renew or drop the mandate in schools that's set to expire in just under two weeks. So we don't quite know on that. The indication that we got from people like Michael Cornell, who we heard a lot from today, is that that will continue. By the way, if the mask mandate is dropped, have no fear. Erie County Executive Mark Polencar said the Erie County mask mandate will drop if the state drops theirs. Basically, they're saying that we are keeping the mask mandate in Erie County as long as it's redundant. If it's not, we're not going to do it. But we'll keep it as long as there's another rule that supersedes ours. A uh, little strange uh, way to go about it, but uh, that's what we're all expecting there. It, it is part of the skewed view that we have. We uh, have a TV up here in the studio. Right now I'm watching Curling, the official television program of this show. Uh, but no, earlier we had Good Morning America on, and the first thing, they go on the air at 7 o'clock, the first thing that flashed on Good Morning America at 7 o'clock this morning was, you know, the quote on the, I can see, I can't hear, but it was dropping the mask mandate, question mark, in quotes. I mean, that's part of the skewed view of America. And the skewed view, it kind of is illustrative of, you know, the media in general, right? Because that's a national show. So you have to figure that's going on across America. And most of America is looking at that saying, what? What mask mandate? It's a big deal to them in their studio. Because on the way in, when they send somebody out to grab their coffee for them, they have to, you know, hey, do you have a mask or no? Do you need one from the stash over there? They need to know whether they have to say that or not before they send out somebody to get the coffee. But for most of America, it's not really that big of an issue. Most of America is not under a, a mask mandate. Yet that's the, the top headline in all of America <laughs> for at least that one. And, you know, for a lot of other shows, too, they were doing that. Uh, but the I, I don't want to go too much into the masking right now because we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We'll hear from the governor at 11 o'clock, but we will say that if what's expected to happen happens, if the mask mandate is dropped across, you know, most indoor public places, that policy is done, If that does happen, but schools still have the mask mandate in effect, that is statistically inexcusable if we're still following the science and the numbers.
to think about it this way. Now, this is you have to boil it down and you know kind of look at one thing at a time. But to just think about it this way, if the governor comes out today and says, "Listen, the mask mandate, great job. What was the clip we played uh, just the other day, Jimmy, from November? You know what's going to happen? Great job. You did it. We didn't do anything. You know. We together we fought and we uh, battled down, and you did your part. And now the mask mandate is coming off across New York. And if you are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, feel free to go into that small restaurant and have fun with a group of your friends, talk, chat, have a drink, enjoy your life. However, in schools for kids age 5 to 13 years old, 18, sorry, forgot when you're in school, you're going to have to keep the mask on. Basically saying <laughs> that you you can do what you want if you are at higher risk, but you can't if you are at lower risk. I mean, if, if the thing we're worried about here still is hospitalization from COVID... And we know from data from the CDC, we know from nationwide statistics from over in England that show uh, children under 12 appear to be at less risk for hospitalization than vaccinated people in their 40s. CDC data on hospitalization rates, this is from a while ago, but it shows that unvaccinated children look similar to the risks for vaccinated people in their 50s. But we're saying that we still need masks on the people at lower risk. While the people who are actually at risk for ending up in the hospital can go about it and do whatever they want. I, I will struggle to see how that is backed up by any sort of data. Because everything I've seen so far, it, it does not go that way. Now, if you were going to say everyone's keeping the mask on, at least then you say, well, all right, we're all at the, uh, you know, even playing field or whatever. Then, you know, that's what they think is going to minimize the spread of COVID. Then we're all doing it. Okay, at least conceptually, that makes sense. But if we come out and say, listen, senior citizens... Anyone over the age of 50, go about your business. You're fine. The people most at risk for hospitalization, you're fine. The people at the lowest risk of hospitalization continue to mask up. It doesn't really make sense. We can go to I mean, some of the doctors, a pediatric infectious disease specialist, University of Southampton, Dr. Monroe. COVID is a threat to children, but it's not an extraordinary threat, she says. It's very ordinary. In general, the risks from being infected, similar to other respiratory viruses, you probably don't think too much about. Severe versions of COVID, extremely rare in children. For them, the virus resembles a typical flu, 
children, if you look at data on hospitalization from the CDC, face more of a risk from car rides than COVID. That is not true of older people who are very likely to, in a couple hours, hear that they don't have to have the restriction anymore. The U.S. pretty much stands out alone for its aggressive use of masks on young children. On the masking in schools, you know, to be informed on this issue, to hear what we need to hear, you have to have studies on school mask use that would evaluate effectiveness in real-world use. You have to have a control group that doesn't have a mask. You have to have a, a group with a mask. And there are some studies, actually, you know, people will say, well, we never had a, a real study with a control group. There are a couple that I found just today. One uh, is from the CDC is where I found it. And they found that there is no statistically significant difference in lower incidences of COVID in schools that required versus did not require mask use among students. There was a similar study done by the UK Health Security Agency that found in student COVID cases with mask usage, uh, there was not a statistically significant difference between that and no mask. They couldn't be sure any benefit they saw was real based on the study. So it's tough to point to big numbers. It's tough to rationalize it in any way. Again, I think if you have everyone wear a mask, you can kind of rationalize that. Everyone's wearing a mask. COVID is a threat. This is what we believe is going to stop the spread. So we're asking, well, not asking, we're mandating that everybody does it in public spaces. And that's not a, a comment on its efficacy or anything like that. But that's just saying the rationale behind it. But if we are going to come out and say, feel free to go without the mask, except for the people who are at least risk. I'm not sure how you justify that with any sort of stat. But again, I, I don't want to go too far and dive into it because we don't know if that's going to be the case. Things could change at 11 o'clock. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, in just a couple hours here on WBEN. You know, Aaron Katursky was on with us earlier this morning, and he said something that I, I was thinking about over the past couple hours ever since our conversation. He said he doesn't understand the pushback against the CDC and Fauci. Um, you, you know, the CDC, the story today was the CDC is pushing back against governors in most of America who have either not had, done away with, or are planning to do away with the school mask mandate. And the CDC saying, well, we have not changed our recommendation that you should do this. And we were talking with Aaron Katursky, reporter in New York City, about this earlier this morning. He said he, he doesn't understand why people are getting so angry with the CDC over that. And you know, despite everything I just said, I in many cases agree with him. Because I think people have to realize, and I've been of this, you know, it goes on and off, it's cyclical. But I've had this thought quite a few times over the past few years. The CDC might never take away 
the recommendation for masking in general. Because the CDC's role is telling you what you should do for your best health. It's not meant to be the absolute rule of law to live life by. You know, I brought it up to Aaron earlier this morning. It's like how the CDC tells you to cook your steak until there's no pink in the middle. Which would take all the joy out of eating steak. Nobody really does it, but their recommendation is there just to say, listen, if you want your no-risk steak, this is how you should prepare it. It's not a mandate. It's just their recommendation. Same with, um, you know, alcohol consumption for anyone. I said pregnant women eating hot dogs. They, you know, they got something to say about, uh, you know, deli turkey. In that, It's not a mandate. It's just their recommendation for best health. Because that's what they do. That's what they've always done. The difference now is it's going to take some actual leaders to, for the first time in a couple of years, stick their neck out and do what's in the best interest of, you know, kids in this case, everybody really, of everybody's general well-being. And if you're frustrated, you know, that should be aimed at decision makers, not advisors. Because at the end of the day, and we've said this many times before, advisors don't set policy. They advise the people who do. And it's up to the person who makes that decision to take that advice, look at what's out there, and set policy going forward. You know, when it comes to kids and wearing masks in school, we have not done that totally, right? You take the CDC as if they are the policy setter instead of looking at their recommendation and appropriately balancing the risk to children's health. What have we heard? There is a mental health crisis in kids. What's one of the reasons for that? Well, you are continually escalating fear around getting COVID if every day a kid has to go to school wearing a mask. And they're going everywhere wearing a mask. And it's, you know, a daily reminder looking around at the faces around you, putting it on yourself. This is something I have to be very afraid of. When we've never thought that way about, you know, being near a pool Maybe that's a bad example. Going for a ride in a car, the flu year to year. It's up to people to make decisions to balance all of that. We'll see what happens uh, in a couple hours here on WBEM when we hear from the governor. I already have a couple of horror stories, parental horror stories. No, it doesn't have to do with masking kids. But I have one of my own. We'll see how it stacks up when we come back. Beam as and Beamer on WBEM. All right, welcome back. Brian Mazeroski here with you for the next half hour or so. I uh, started off talking about that uh, state mask mandate. You heard a little bit over the news there. Expected to hear from the governor in the 11 o'clock hour. Expecting to end the state's mask or vax mandate for uh, most public indoor settings. Though it's unclear on what she will do in schools. It seems likely that schools will not have that dropped, that they will have to be uh, masking continue. I said if that was the case, if we're going to allow 
the older population to be out and about with no restrictions, but still putting restrictions on kids, it seems statistically unreasonable. But we'll see what happens in a couple of hours here on WBEN. You know, I mentioned parenting horror stories. Horror is a strong word um, because, as I'm finding out of what you're texting me, at 803-0930, but I'll tell you where I'm coming from, and I, I want to hear yours. You can give me a call, 803-0930, or send me a text on the Volkswagen Orchard Park text board. Uh, we were out yesterday, um, me, my wife, our son, uh, you know, just having a good time. We're celebrating a birthday. All right, what's something fun that we can do for our toddler where would he like to go? You know, we're not, nothing crazy. Where would he like to go? You know, what was it? Well, you know, he likes when we cook up a hot dog. He can never say no to a hot dog. And who can't? So we go out to a restaurant and, you know, I'm noticing we're eating. And it's the first time I think ever that he's had a hot dog in front of him and hasn't scarfed it down in like five minutes. And usually he's all over those things. So, you know, what's going on? And, you know, he just doesn't want it. No. Get rid of his food. Doesn't want to eat. Wants to get up. Okay. You know, you want to sit with me here a little bit? I I take him with me. He's fussing around. Doesn't really want to sit uh, with me. Wants to get up. All right. Here. You can't get up, walk around the place that we're at. You can walk right over to your mother. So do that. Hand him off to mom. He's there. And then, and I'm not kidding when I said this. For the first time in his life. You know, my son's been sick plenty of times before. But this is the first time. He vomits all over. And I mean all over my wife sitting down. (laughs) I mean... It was a lot. I, I originally said threw up. That wasn't the adequate word to describe what was going on. He vomited. Uh, I, I was sitting there in disbelief. We both were for a split second. You know, one, was belie- he had never done that before. Like we say, he's been sick, but and we've talked about it from time to time. You know, like, hey, you know, we've been lucky. He's never thrown up. And, of course, look what happens. And then, you know, to the sheer amount of stuff that came out for a kid that size, it was incredible. I was like Ron Burgundy, you know, after Baxter eats the whole wheel of cheese. You had to be a little impressed. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but then, and the timing, by the way, was just exquisite. I passed him off, not even a minute later, all over mom. So, you know, a couple of seconds of shock, and then it's like, well, what what do we do here? I mean, it's everywhere. All over her. He's got, you know, a little bit. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll chill out. I'm grabbing, you know, napkin, 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 napkin. I probably... I mean, our carbon footprint for this dinner was just through the roof. 
with how many napkins I, I was just boom, 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 one after the other, just trying to get everything. All right, let's clean up what we can <laughs> and just try and throw it all on the tray. And then, you know, I'll grab him. You try and clean yourself off because you got the worst of it. You know, he was a little surprised. I think even he was in that same mode. What just happened here? But then, you know, after he's kind of, you know, he's all right. He's a normal self. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it happened. And, you know, now, hey, can I put my boots back on? But you clean yourself up. I'll take care of this. We'll figure out what, you know how else to manage this situation. <laughs> it was, I, I don't. It was like a scene out of The Exorcist, but I was laughing, not you know terrified. But that was our, you know, I, I think one of the first parental horror stories. You're out at a restaurant, and it's just waboom everywhere. In a matter of, we go from having a good time to what is going on here? What do you do now? Now, it was funnier for me because, like I said, I'm just cleaning things up. I, I don't have it all over my shirt. My, I mean, my wife is throwing stuff out. <laughs> She's like, there's no salvaging this. This is out of here. What can I wear in the car on the ride home? How do you manage this situation? I was wondering what's the appropriate amount of time that has to pass before I should be expecting her to be laughing along with me. That was my big question, you know, driving home. I, at one mind, I'm like, you know, 40 minutes. Once like 40 minutes goes, you kind of accept the, okay, I'm covered in it. It was, you know, we'll always remember this. Then I was thinking, all right, you know, I'll give you a little bit more leeway after you get cleaned up, after the shower. But then immediately after, I think you have to be in the mindset of, well, you know, all right, you know, that was kind of funny. I mean, he's okay. He's not, you know, going crazy, crying all, all over the place. Um. I don't think she reached that point by the end of the night yesterday. <laughs> we'll have to see today if that changes at all. Uh, but that was my big question. All right, like when am I allowed to joke about this? I don't know. I was in the clear for the most part. But, I, you know, I called it a parental horror story, and I want to hear yours. You know, what's a similar situation that you've been in? I'm sure that's like a common one for parents everywhere. That was the first time for me, you know, two years. You've never had this problem before. And then yesterday, boom, all over the place. I've actually, the closest I've been to that situation was myself. To tie it all together, uh, the dentist, the same dentist that I went to yesterday, the last time I did that in a public place was when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. You know, he's yanking them out. They give you, you know, something to make you a little woozy, to tolerate them pulling your teeth out. Um, I ended up gagging on, you know, the whatever fluid was in there, and then boom, all over myself and the dentist. 
that's like the closest I've came. That was the last time I was covered in it. Haven't been covered in someone else's. That's what my wife was yesterday. Now, I called it a horror story. Then this person texted him. My son fell on the kitchen floor face first, shattered his newly acquired adult front teeth. (laughs) I called my wife, swept the teeth up, put them in milk, and then had to figure out where to go from there. Now, that is a horror story. That makes me look, you know, now I'm, (laughs) I got to be hands up here. I was nothing. That's nothing compared to that. That's a horror story. I, mine was, I, I think, a typical parent story. I mean, we were pretty lucky, I think, to have avoided it for a couple years until right now. It was it, the the best thing was at the end. You know, my wife tries to take the bag and put it in front, and like I I don't think any more can come out. I think it, we're pretty much done with this. Dan in Amherst, you know, Dan, I feel like all parents have been there before. Oh, I've been there, all right. I have a pretty good one for you, revolving uh, you know the other end of the spectrum. Well, try not to be. You know, we are before ten in the morning. So the Cliff Notes version might suffice. Well, we were uh, on a chairlift heading up to the top of the mountain when uh, the bowels started gurgling for my 10-year-old. A chairlift. For the, now, I'm guessing this isn't one of those new speed uh, chairlifts that I just learned about. No, it's a fixed grip, one of those 10-minute chairs. <laughs> I, I feel with you, Dan. And then, you know, the best part of this is I don't know about you and what your reaction is. But I found, you know, if you were to ask me before I was a parent, you know, how would you react to this situation? I'd be like, ah, you know, what do you do? Like hands up in the air. I, To me now, everything becomes, whether it's what you're describing or what happened to me yesterday, it's just like, well, you know, we'll deal with it. We got no choice here. Got no choice. So he hustled down to the hill as fast as he could, but unfortunately wasn't able to get to the to the bathroom in time. So... You know, those, uh, those waterproof ski pants sure took a beating. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, thanks for the call. It's <laughs> – we'll leave it at that. It's just, you know, it's the fact of life. Something switches in your head when you become a parent, right, that you uh, – you have something like that. You have one of these parent hor- – even the guy, right, with the teeth on the kitchen floor who texted in, 803-0930, if you have your own, I – I think it's like a mindset of, like, listen, we could panic, and I think if you told me in advance that this was going to happen, I might be in that frantic state of mind. But there's something about, you know, in the moment, you're just like, all right, well, what what am I going to do, freak out in the middle of wherever we are? No, I mean, you just got to deal with it. Like, listen, you know... I know we're going to have to clean this up. We're going to have to clean ourselves up. Uh, let's do it. Better sooner than later. Your texts are rolling into 803 Uh Something about a display at Home Depot. I think you can kind of figure out where that one's going. I mean, what do you do? That one, I think you just you got to run out of the store. Hopefully it was uh, when you had to wear masks and they don't recognize you the next time around. 
Uh, someone else said, 12-year-old son came home from the playground holding his arm, dislocated the hand. I, I mean, that's, you know, one of those parental horror stories. That's one for me where, you know, as a, like a, I don't want to say I'm a non-doctor goer, out of, but it's just not, I pick up an injury. Like I, I, a couple years ago, I sprained my ankle pretty bad playing hockey to the point where even after a couple days, I'm like, I might have broke this thing. I still will like, ah, let me give it one more day before I get it checked out by anybody. So that to me would be one of those, well, I have to take him to the doctor, but like what doctor do you take him to? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not fully versed on where the right place to go is for that type of injury. Ooh, I, <laughs> someone's uh, chiming in with this one. We're practicing baseball in the driveway and his friend took a backswing from the bat in the, ah, oh. you know, well, what are you going to do? The worst part, they say, was we caught it on our ring doorbell camera. Still have the video, by the way. Well, you got, I mean, you got to save that one because someday you'll look back and laugh. That's why I tried to tell my wife last night. I was like, listen. A lot's going to happen. You know, we got a busy life. But you'll always remember that second birthday. There's no forgetting this one. (laughs) It's going to leave a mark. (laughs) I I mean, that was at least my, uh, you know, my thinking of it last night. If it were me and her situation, if the roles were reversed, um... Maybe I would think a little bit different. I'm not sure. Uh, I like this one. And this is more of a, uh, you know, what do you do? Years ago, they said, they used to love having uh, the, uh, what, shag carpet? Is that what you're, uh, this text is a little bit broken up. But am I saying it right you had a, a kid who would sprinkle Parmesan cheese all over the rug. And then you go to vacuum it up in the vacuum. <laughs> and the cheese don't mix. You end up making your whole house smell. That seemed, That's a tough situation. But I, I'm glad to see that I'm not alone today in dealing with these... Uh, Parental horror stories. I know I wouldn't be. Uh, But, you know, uh, someone else uh, saying that the exact same thing that happened to me happened at the arena when it just opened for Disney on Ice. The brand new floor. Uh, And it happened all over that shiny brand new floor. You know, I have to say the state of that arena. You might still be able to find that on the floor. If that left a mark, I don't know if it's been repaired. That might still be there from 96. I was a, uh, it did happen to me when I was a kid on a plane. A lot of you are chiming in with the plane stories. That this is like the, uh, you know, I guess the area you have to watch out for if this happens. Uh, But it happened to me on a plane. I have to say I was a, I did, my mother didn't even know that it happened. I was that good with the bag, just silent, just right in there, walked, you know, all of a sudden my mom looks next to me, or uh, right at me, I'm holding the bag, it's full, 
And she's like, wow, you know, didn't even know what happened. Let's uh, get you off this plane. <laughs> it was, you know, one of those things you're waiting forever. It's like the landing, the bumpy landing. I'm a little motion sick. And then you're in the plane as it's pretty hot, waiting, waiting, waiting to get off. It was all that did not go over well with us. Um, but, yeah, that, it, it happened to me yesterday for the first time. I knew I wouldn't be alone. I've got, like, a whole novel on the text board, so thank you for weighing in on that. Uh, first of many. That's the, the other thing I told my wife. I was like, listen, it's the first time, but it won't be the last. We do know that for sure. And make sure you keep it locked here to WBEN throughout the rest of the day. Uh, we'll see within the next couple of hours the announcement from Kathy Hochul on uh, what will happen with masks in New York State. Thanks for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow. Be Maz and Beamer on WBEN. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.